Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Baradi and Coke this evening. Uh, it's, as you know, we are part of the Auto Know Better podcast and we are um, here for our pre-match, pre-match, post-match, post-match, eh? Uh, post-match reaction to the Southampton game. So, firstly, I want to say, Carl, good to have you with me, mate. Thank you very much. That's ah, all right, Jack. Good to be here now. Yeah, you. Yeah, don't sound me. Like you just um, just it's just mad, isn't it? How our yeah. mood is lifted by a Leeds win. Look, you know what, man? It, it it's it's always good to have a Leeds win. I think this is my first Berardi and Coke where we've had a win. Like, and <laughs> it 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 was a struggle for the first half. Like, but you know, they came good in the second half. The team talk did what it was meant to do, and. You know, yeah. inspire substitutions by Marcelo again. I think. Well, that's saying it. I think. Um, I think as well. While we while we're talking about good moves lifting and and stuff, you know, we've we've got some good news in the in in our world with that the lockdown is going to be lifted soon. Um, you know, so I want to take this opportunity while while I'm here and we have this platform, uh, just to to all our listeners and to. To everybody that partakes in the Auto Know Better podcasts and the Baradi and Coke and, and off the bar, um, anybody, any point we're struggling, you know, we've got to reach out. You know, we're nearly them, lads and lasses. The light is coming. It's, it's been hard, but we're almost there. And we've, and, and we've we've got through it. It's like the 16 years of us not being in Premiership, and it's been a year of, of hardship. We've, we've, everybody's mental health and, and what we've gone through. But I think it's really important that we all remember we've almost got through it 
and uh, we're on the final furlong now guys and uh, if anybody needs to chat our dms at the uh, on or better on twitter they're always open to everybody so uh, yeah anybody who needs it let's go do give us a shout like that's always a, it's a good positive message there adam yeah yeah it's, it's always good to have that kind of if you need it if you need to talk to a random person give us a shout <laughs> Nobody. Indeed. It's all good Indeed. though. Sometimes, sometimes you know, talking to a random person that you don't know about what's going on is always the best thing. So give it a shout. Listen, we we might we might become the new Samaritans. You never know. So anyway, know. right. So first half, let's go. First half, shit, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it was pretty poor. If I'm being perfectly honest with you, know, um, I thought when. It first released the, the, the teams and it looked like uh, Urente was at centre back and, and Stuart then was in, in the middle uh, as CDM. I thought, Jez, look, come on. You've, it, it, there's been enough opportunities there now to to see that he's not a CDM, like, you know what I mean? And we, like, Urente has played in that position quite successfully before. And, and I think um, for him to not, have played there would have been it would have been a mistake on Bielsa's part and look let's be honest we we, we can we can sit here and we can criticize who we want it's our opinion and we're allowed to do that and I think we've mentioned it quite a bit on this podcast and um I think if if he didn't make that alteration I think I I, I don't know if there would have been a backlash as such but I think there would have been a lot of talk going, come on, look, you, you, you've had your opportunity with him at CDM there and it's not worked and he's he's played a blinder at centre-back. Just do what needs to be done, like, you know what I mean? But well, I think it's his natural position. You know. I think, yeah, uh, I think so, yeah. Um, but the, the way that we set up, you know, you've got, you've effectively got three centre-backs on the pitch, haven't you? Well, uh, when, when Lorente strike and Cooper are there. You've got three centre-backs and then that then the, the fluidity with the football that we play then allows our full-backs to become in, you know, wingers or you know, you know, it just pushes pushes us up and I, and, and yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you on that, mate. If, if, if we'd not have, if Marcel not done what he did, I think we'd have uh, There'd have been a complete meltdown on on probably Facebook, not on Twitter, because uh, <laughs> a little bit that's, more logical on Twitter than it might well, be. Well, you know, I mean, it's, it's 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 emotion in it on on Facebook and it's logic on mm. on, on Twitter. But um, yeah. I think there was a couple of there was a couple of moments, and and I'm sure you'll touch on this um, with the uh, enough of our tomorrow. But mm. I thought the referee played a really important part, and I thought Andrea Mariner. Um, doesn't you know referees don't get much um, plaud? Uh, don't, they don't get any plaudits, do they? Really, they fuck up and we go, he's a dick. Um, but when they make a right decision, um, they you know they just go, well, it's their job. Um, but I thought Mariner first half saved our ass a few times by actually being a professional and doing his job properly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, you know the the penalty incident was one of them, um, and uh, and and I thought they got it right and VAR proper proper sorted it out on that point. What, what do you think? Yeah. Well, I do. Yeah, I think that that's very true. What you're saying as well, like and and 
Jimmy, uh, the, the Jimmy the ref on on off the bar, he's he's pointed out on on two or three occasions where there is seventeen rules to football, but there's also an eighteenth rule, and it's uh, like the eighteenth rule is common sense, and. You could see the referee has applied it there tonight and he stuck to his guns. Even though he gave the penalty, at first look, you could definitely see why he would have given it. Because, you know, it, it happened so quickly, is my point, rather than it being a, a, an obvious penalty. Uh, and and you could only see that Llorente had not moved towards the player and he'd left his leg in on, on a replay. And I think he applied his common sense there where he, he was told to go and look at it because it was a dubious decision. They couldn't make their mind up. And then he looked at it and he thought, well, you know what, that, that's fair enough. Like he, he didn't make a move towards the ball. I thought it took a little longer than it should have to make the decision. Yeah, uh, I, I did as well. But I think, I think that was, um, for me, that was really, really, my, my initial thing was, Fuck, that's a penalty. Mm. Um, and but looking looking back at it, like like, and this is the good thing with VAR, I suppose. But Lorente actually took his, his body; he moved away, yeah, from from the player, and the player mm. moved into him. And and I thought that was that I thought that was really solid um, gamesmanship, if it were from from Lorente. I thought it was. Uh, I thought. I thought he was. Uh, I thought he did really well then. I thought he had a solid game. To be fair, he should have scored. Um, but uh, that particular scenario—that—that's literally—that's football intelligence. He—he he can see what's going to happen, and that's—that's that's what we've bought. What do we pay from? We paid thirty odd million for him, like or something like that. Was it? Oh, right? yeah, that was it. Was it not? No, I thought ah. we got. Cock. I thought we got cock for quite cheap, and Yorente was the more expensive one, like. No, no, no. I think he. Uh, I think I don't think he was. He was. He's massively expensive at all. But, but regardless uh, of his price tag, like that's what you buy. We we bought football intelligence there in in a player that he could see what happened. Like as soon as it happened, he was straight to the ref. Not because he was trying to plead his innocence. It was because he knew what had happened wasn't a foul. Well, and this is it. You know, this is this is what it's about. This is and this is what Marcelo Bielsa. Is all about it's all about integrity mm. and about mm. honesty and about playing the right way. Um, yeah. So, so credit to Lorente for doing that, um, and credit to Andre Mariner um, mm. for making the right decision. Um, I, th- I think he was superb in in the performance from the referee. Mm. But you'll touch on that on the in off the bar. Um, we will indeed. What I will oh. do is I'm going to bring on a guest. So oh, uh, this is a, this is a, this one uh, one of my friends. Um, Chap called Sean, great lad, good Leeds fan, and um, I'm sure he's got a lot to say tonight. So I'm <laughs> going to bring him in, and uh, yeah, we'll see what he has to say. How are you doing? How, how do you think after that? It's a good performance, wasn't it? It was, yes. Um, you know the first the first half, you know, and we've had you know quite a few first halves like that over the season, but um, I think it's important that in the second half, a team like Southampton. They, they do play a good game of football when they want to and they didn't make it difficult. But I feel that we just had that cutting edge in the second half. You know, it um, wasn't our finest performance, but I feel that we've done enough to deserve the win. And um, to be fair, I think we should have had a few more goals. 
I think so as well, mate. I think um, we were just, Carl and I were just talking, you know, you look at the Lorente chance, um, mm. I thought, I thought he was superb today, Lorente. Um, but we've, we're going we're gonna to talk about this all the time and, and transfer windows are going to start coming up at the end of the season, but that um, Rafinha, uh, or Hafinha, as I'm reliably... <laughs> Hafinha, <laughs> as I'm reliably uh, told how it should be pronounced. Um, fuck me. How, where did we find it? What a player. What a player. I mean, I mean first half, you know, um, I mean, the first half wasn't a half for any player, to be fair, but second half, wow, um, that, that sexy motherfucker, he, he'd done it again. I mean, honestly, um, I understand why other fans and other clubs are saying he's signing of the season. I mean, 17 million. I, I understand why Rendit got so upset when we signed him off him. And our he fishing, gave up our shit fish and chip country, wasn't it? Oh, man, like, yeah. they, they just don't know what good fish and chips is. That's their problem. Tell me. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, good absolutely. Talk. You know. 100%. But, 100%. I, I, I just want to, uh, on the raft point there, like, um, I, I felt the way we were playing in the first half, we were kind of the pattern of play seemed to be get it out wide from the centre backs and and the keeper to the wing backs, or say Raff or Harrison on the wing. I felt that mm. we were kind of getting trying to get it to there and then move infield. Yeah, and I I felt a lot of the passes even from Dallas and like when Click came out wide to bring it to pass it infield, they went astray and we kind of got caught on the hop when the pass didn't find where it was going, you know, even in the final third, Raf in the first half, he, you know, there was one or two passes kind of infield where he dilly-dallied on the ball a little bit and and passed yeah. it inside. And it, it did go in between two Southampton players, but it was a Southampton player that had the momentum, came forward and took it off him. Do you think, yeah. yourself now, do you think, is that something that he should work on or was that that we were just slow in the first half and weren't kind of up to the speed of where we needed to be? I mean, like uh, in the first half, like I say, um, where we were playing out wide and then playing in up, you know, we've been really quite dangerous out on both flanks, especially mm. when we're flying really nicely. Um, there's still a lot of talk about the pitch. I mean, it's, no, it's, it's not perfect, but it's better than it. it well, better than what it was, sorry. Mm. But um, I, I think... Uh, Southampton, I think their game plan in the first half was to try and neutralise that and it kind of forced us that sort of way. Um, I think we always struggle, a lot of people will agree with this, we, we always struggle without Phillips in the team. Mm. Um, one thing is like we do need proper backup for him, but when you're paying for like a player in that position, you can have to pay a full whack. So all well and good type players that can slot into that, but it gives us a different dimension. And I think the wings, you know, like, and the fullbacks, they, they play differently when he's on the pitch. And second half, uh, I, I, you know, I, no, it was just fantastic. But first off, I think uh, we found it tough, you know, um, but I feel like our fitness levels kind of showed in the end and we were able to like flow a bit more. And, uh, well, Rafinha in second half, is it not saying it was terrible first off, but, it, it was shit, mate. Let's be honest, that like, in an inflated market, 
Um, if if a player can go for £70 million these days, mm. Rafinha was shit first half. Uh, second half, he was a £50, £60 million pound player. Oh. So what I want to do right now is I'm, uh, I'm going to bring in um, another another chap. I'm going to bring in stats, uh, Andy Dalton. Um, oh, who, who we know. Nice. Um, who's probably got some uh, some important Andy. things to say on this. Uh, so we'll bring him in as well. Uh, so, if you, so let's go. Let's see what stats thinks of this. And uh, here we are. Stats. How's it how going, stats? Hey, all right, buddy. So, oi, oi. How are we doing, pal? All right. I'm well, thank you. We all good. We're all not bad, good, not bad. Even Definitely better winning three Even yes. better winning three nil whilst living in Southampton. It's always good. So. Oh, oh man, nice. that's class. <laughs> and plus, my brother's a Saints fan as well, so it's even better. So, well, it's a, I it's a I've, won about, I've won about seven points tonight. So it's our joint <laughs> biggest Premier home win against Southampton. So all is good. He's nice. So, so obviously, as as Leeds fans, we only. I think personally, and I, I, I speak for everybody, the only recent Southampton game I remember is Liam Miller scoring the uh, the winner in that yeah. half three. Yeah. We, we, three. Three. Yeah. we did they play the Leeds. We won three nil, though, did we? Stats? And won three nil. Uh, Tom. That was just after uh, Valencia, wasn't it? Well, Southampton game. When we beat three 0 at Ellen Road or something. No, no, we then uh, we beat them two 0 in two thousand two thousand and one. We beat them two 0 at the start of the 0102 season. So yeah, it's equaled our best Premier League home victory against the Saints tonight. Super. And everyone, everyone in the pod, everyone in the group, and and there may be one or two jammy fuckers, but we all we all thought we were going to get absolutely battered tonight. And, um, you know what? I didn't. I, I was confident that Bielsa has never lost three league games in a row at Leeds. Never. Yeah. I saw and that start earlier on. Like, yeah. yeah. That's still the case. And it, it just it gives you a bit of a sort of go for it for the rest of the season. And we're in a great position. And all these people that think we're going to get relegated or get into relegation scrap really need to, in the nice possible sense, Think again. <laughs> Get a grip. Um, Sorry, I, I don't like. I actually, I never will. Actually, think we're, we're going to hit around the fifty points mark. I mean, we don't yeah, draw a lot of games. We're going to lose. We're going to win some. But yeah, I mean, fifty points. That's not unrealistic at all. Not at all. Not no, at all. And we're in a great think. position. Where we're what tenth uh, in the league, and that's without half a team. Yeah. 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 Stats. Stats, can I ask you, last time uh, we beat Southampton on Ellen Road in the Premier League, how yes. did we get on um, in the games after that? What the last time we beat Southampton, it was the start of the 2001-2 season, opening day of the mm. season. We went on an unbeaten run until we were top of the league and then we lost 2-0 at Sunderland in November 20, 2001 uh, and the season kind of collapsed after Christmas, ended up finishing fifth in the Premiership. So, how many games did we go on a win after our last Southampton win at home? Uh, one, Arsenal, then we drew 0-0 to West Ham, 0-0 to Bolton, uh, beat Charlton 2-0, beat Derby 3-0, beat Ipswich 2-1. And we didn't lose till mid-November away at Sunderland. 
I will take that little <laughs> run after a Southampton game there now tonight. Thank you very much. That's if you wouldn't right, mind putting yeah. that up on uh, on 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 your page there and just uh, uh, tag the old, tag the old pod in it as well and just you know say if <laughs> you want to know more. So so boys, what we saying? Raf, uh, obviously, half in here tonight was um, second half unplayable. Yeah, he's he's there. He's is Afinia the new Mares when Leicester had him, and he does he without Mares Leicester wouldn't have won the league when they did. Is Afinia has he got the potential to be the same type of player for us? Obviously, we're not going to win the league because we're so with Rafinha. With, with Rafinha, I mean, no, especially with Bielsa when you know our players have been brought in and like they have to like go through a bit more training stuff to get up to like where he wants to be. He's, he's just slotted in so quick and so naturally. Mm. And I mean, um, I've seen some comments where people say, oh, you know, at first is, you know, work ethic, work ethic wasn't as strong as ours. But I mean, recently, I, I mean, it, it's just like when a place it's just like, he makes a break again. First half weren't really that effective. Second half, Absolutely unreal. I mean, our last game is ball deliver is fantastic. How oh, we didn't get that? I mean, Cooper must be thinking, "How oh, do I not get a hat trick?" You know, but <laughs> but uh, you know, he is he is a top draw, top draw, absolutely unbelievable. He's 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 stats. I'll, I'll come to you on this one, and Carl, I'll come to you with another question. Yeah. He's let's let's be honest. We're punching. We've got a yeah. great manager. So yeah. is is Hafinha, is our Rodrigo, our Phillips, are they bigger than are they bigger than us? Are we I are we blessed to have them? I, I don't think a players ever bigger than the football club when we found that out uh, down the years. Uh, I think we're at a level where, in my opinion, we've overachieved brilliantly this season. No, I don't expect to be tenth with with thirteen games to go. Let's be brutally honest. I think, look, bids will probably come in for the players because that's just, that's natural. That's the way a football club revolves. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it'll be a very interesting summer because uh, there, there will be bids for Rafinha. There's already talked about uh, bids for Rafinha as it stands at the moment. So, look, it's going to be an interesting summer. We're not a selling club anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, we bought Rafinha, what, for 18 million? He could end up going for 70, 80 million if a bid does come in. But I think we're in such a good position at the moment that we don't need to sell players. But I also think that uh, it will be a very interesting summer. Mm. I think I think it will as well. Carl, I'm going to come to you, mate. Yeah. Um, What's, what, what are you going to win? What, what, what tangible amount would you accept for, for Avinia, which, which you think then we could rebuild the squad? And could you get a play? Because we, we spoke about this on the main pod, on the Auto Know Better mm. pod. Um, how much money do we need to replace a player of that calibre? Uh, and where's for, the trade-off? For the likes of Rafinha, I, I think the way he's taken to the Premier League and, and like you were mentioning earlier on, it was he's got up to speed so quickly uh, to the Bielsa style of play. I think he's he's a level above what we have. Mm. And, and and we have got talented players. 
and there are they are shining and some of them are performing at a level far above their stature and that's not me giving them grief now in any mm-hmm. moment at all like I think every player to a man in that squad is deserves you know the football that they're being able to play and and they deserve to be playing in the Premier League they're Premier League players they're not championship players anymore but he's he's a level above like Phillips is the next level down yeah. in my opinion yeah he's the next level down in in player intelligence player physicality for his position stuff like that that's that's where like so if we're aiming for Rafinha now we, we got him on on the cheap let's be perfectly honest with you we yeah. had Ren's pants down there mm. and when when every does leave us it might be in three years we have him for four it might be in three years if we don't make Champions League we only make Europa League <laughs> he might go I want Champions League and we'd be going grand that's sound we want 80 million for you and I don't think that's an unreasonable kind of something to ask, considering what he's doing in a team full of ex-championship players who are now Premier League players. And and I think I think a lot of teams and, and clubs can look at the way he Victor Orta's got a lot of shtick in the past for signings he's made. But I think the signings that he's making since Bielsa came in rather than before Bielsa bar a couple. Uh, I I think he deserves a lot of credit for it. From being honest, I, I I really do like, and I think in 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 even even in two years' time, I think we get eighty million for Ravinia the way the market's going to go. I, well, the way it's gone, and I don't I don't see it getting any worse than it is now. But I I definitely see the the lowest possible price we can get for him would be about eighty million. I think, in my view, that's that's just me. Fair dues, fair dues. So. Uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna ask you, boys, um, um, about I suppose your rating tonight, your performance rating out of ten. First half was probably for me a three. Second half, mm. seven. I don't think we were firing on all cylinders, but uh, stats. I come to you, mate. What are you saying? First half, it was a really strange first half. Penalty wasn't a penalty. We possibly got away with one with the whistle. The, uh, the, the you never know if Marin did blow his whistle. Uh, second half, I'll give a 10 out of 10 because we were just relentless second half. It could have been six or seven. It could have been 1972 all over again. Yeah. Yeah. All it was missing was the 27 passes in a row. Yeah. That was yeah. it. <laughs> all it was I missing. I didn't know what day it was. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it, that's the thing. Like tonight, with the with the way it was there, we we did dominate the second half very, very well. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, granted, like there was a few incidences here and there where we, you know, it took us a few minutes from the the, the kickoff to get into mm-hmm. the second half. But I feel once we got our rhythm in the second half, they, we were. I I never thought we were going to lose that game. From being perfectly yeah. honest with you. So, like, I, I don't go into a Leeds game lately. Well, I say lately, since Marcelo took over, I don't go into a game thinking we will lose this. I don't. I That's always fair. think we have a chance. And and yeah, I, I love that he's he's not only instilled that in the fans, he's done it in the players as well. They'll never say it because it's not professional to say something like that. But he he has installed that kind of mentality in the players, and I I absolutely love it because it it's given 
the connection between the fans and the players the same way, you know? The club's been together, hasn't it? You know, I haven't held a club like this in years and, you know, it was so detached. And now everyone has everyone has a feeling, everyone feels a sense of being and the fact that Bielsa loves losing, loves Yorkshire. Yeah, you know, and he's, he said it very recently. Like. I mean, it's absolutely fantastic. I mean, like, first half, I'd say six or seven, Went great, but we didn't go out, don't think going half time down. Second half, 10, you know, like, yeah. like you've been saying, we'll say we weren't losing that second half, you know, we were the better team. I thought, for, for me personally, I thought the um, the lad who died for the Two. penalty, uh, yeah. it, you know, I thought he was a, a really, really dangerous player, and I thought he reminded me very much of Saka. Um, from Arsenal, yeah, yeah, and I thought, I thought, full credit to the coaching staff and to the defence and to everybody that they'd learnt their lesson by allowing a yeah. player like that to run at us. Um, I thought yeah. we were very, very, uh, very good on, mm. on, on that. Um, I thought so, Southampton would have uh, started Daniel Ingredients, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> very good, very good. <laughs> yeah, he was good. So, well, I don't, so I, I, I don't I think he did an awful lot. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. I don't think he did an awful lot when he came on. I didn't think he was threatening in any way at all. I think we nullified him. I don't think Minamino right. was either. So, yeah, that's a, good, that's, a, that's a good point, Carl. Actually, uh, I'm going to come to you first on this man of the match. The, we, we, um, as you know, we're we're the ought to know a better podcast, and this is just a uh, this is our post match uh, feelings. Mm-hmm. So. Our main poll tonight was who was man of the match, and we've I'll, I'll give you three options, and then I, I might give you another. So Cooper, <laughs> Dallas, Melier, any of them? Would you would you go <sighs> stats stats Cooper Melier? I'd go out of those three. Obviously, I know who the my opinion. Not one of them will be man of the match, but out of those three, Dallas yeah. will be man of the. Yeah, yeah, I'd probably have gone I'd have gone Cooper. <laughs> so I mean, like, they, they all they, they all did well, but um, for me, I thought Cooper was, uh, was you know a lot a lot of people give Cooper stick. He get so, yeah. Like, he gets I really think he's. Unfair. I really think he's stepped up. Yeah, see, I stick does Coops. Yeah, I w- I would have like yourself, stats. I would have given it to Dallas, but not on the basis that. Um, out of those three, I would uh, on the basis I would have kind of gone because like, he was fairly, he was fairly innocuous in the whole game. Like where he wasn't, he wasn't mentioned very much by the commentators. No, no, I, I now I don't know if that was taken because Rafinha was absolutely fantastic in the second half, and we totally yeah. forgot about any mentions in the first or the second anyway. But I probably that, that way it was born. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that, that Dallas yeah. Dallas does a solid job all the time. And yes, he does. And the thing is, like it, it was said, you know, this this in, at the first few podcasts here we did, like where it was like it, people are kind of saying click is off its form. It's like, yeah, but people who even when the stadiums were open, the fans that were at the stadiums were saying yeah, Click is absolutely playing class. And then the fans that are watching on TV were saying he's totally off it. But yeah. it's like when you don't watch Click, 
you don't watch the game kind of thing. Yeah. And I think that that goes yeah. for Dallas as well, you know? He does That's a job right. where you don't actually see what he's doing, but he's doing it so well, you don't notice him doing it. Yeah, no, and, I agree. I think you know, I think Stuart Dallas is uh, is our modern day Dennis Irwin. Play everywhere, think, yeah. and he'll, yeah, he'll, give us, so. he'll give you a solid eight, solid seven every game. And yeah, I'll be uh, when Chelsea had that sort of player. He's 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 straight down the line, hard working, good, good lad, and he'll play everywhere Adam just would, to be um, part of the team. Adam, would you agree? He's like in like the sort of Lee Bromby sort of mould. I uh, <laughs> I I earn. Uh, as, as you well know, Sean, uh, my feelings on Lee Bromby are, uh, are very... Uh, oh, you love him. Very bad. <laughs> I hate him. He's the worst centre-back we've ever had at Leeds. And, uh, that's it. Maybe we'll get him on the pod. Mm. I don't know. Um, oh, Matt. Oh, that would be brilliant. I, I'll pay to watch that. I'll, I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, but well, yeah, Lee, I'm going to have to love you and leave you all. Yes. Uh, I've got the missus ringing me in about one minute. Oh, okay, uh, happy birthday to the missus, mate. Yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. Yeah, happy birthday, Emma. Yeah, we forgot about that. Cheers, stats. Cheers, happy birthday. Cheers, boys. Cheers, boys. Cheers, boys. Take it easy. Can you hear me? We can do, yeah, yeah. I can hear you. I can't understand you. Okay. <laughs> 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 How are you doing, pal? You all right? I'm not too bad. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you. So, cheers for joining us, Barry. So, Right. What's the game? What are you saying? I did surely. It was a good game, good, great three points to get. Delighted Perfect. with the result. Yeah. yeah. First, first half though, we were. Let's be honest, we were shit. Yeah, we were. We weren't at the races. I noticed um, a lot of players that were slipping and sliding, and you could see the pitch was being dug up an awful lot. And I think that was the cause. I was having a shit first half, basically. Yeah. No, I... But second half, we improved immensely. We were, we were unreal. So yeah. we were. Rafinha, you... oh my God. That second half was incredible. Like, it's absolutely incredible. Yeah. Oh, it was fantastic. It's the best what? I've seen them play in a while. Yeah. Have we... It was Have... like... Go on, Carl. I'll let you... It was up. like... Sorry, man. I was just going to say, it was like chalk and cheese with Rafinha. He had a... A first half that you could have easily put in the bin with blue mould on it, and then you could have taken it out and gone, Cordon Bleu, it's fucking, you know, whatever French fancy, you know, mouldy cheese that it is. You could have taken it out. Like, yeah, you know, it's sound now. Like, you know, it's the second half. It's sound. But I I, I, I think, uh, Barry, to be fair, like it was, it was sloppy in the first half all around, I think. Yeah, like we, we we like I I feel that we kind of in parts we defended like dogs to kind of keep them out, and then when there was absolutely yeah, no uh, need yeah, for it I, really. I think I think, and I don't know if you agree with this, Barry, and Carl as well. I oh, think yeah. we we finally today the first 15, 20 minutes of that game, we had a team that treated mm. us like we treat other teams, and mm. a few of the players oh. just didn't know what the fuck to do. Um, yeah, and and that's why they were so dominant in the first twenty minutes. And then when 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 Southampton realised that they can't do that for ninety minutes, and we realised that we're we're Leeds United, yeah. you know, we do this for ninety <laughs> minutes. It changed, and we started to get back in the game. And I I I don't know. 
I, I thought we were. I thought it was a shit forty-five minutes. But do you, do you know what? It's funny that you mentioned that, Adam. Where they like, where I said that that we were kind of slogging the defender in the first half. It was because they were pressing onto us, and you're right that they, they were putting us under the pressure that we'd normally put teams under. And then it, like you said, they can't do it for ninety minutes. But what? baffles me sometimes is that teams go into games going right we'll hammer at them we'll hammer at them knowing full well when it gets to 60 minutes 65 70 minutes they can't do it anymore so would they not be as well off just defend for their lives against us and then hammer at us for 25 minutes right i i like i i don't get some managers kind of thinking behind how they play us you know it it, it baffles but me you sometimes see, like it's a good question Barry. what are you saying you see you see Karen, if you don't have the ball you have to work harder to try and retrieve the ball back mm. so you're going to be more tired so come the last 15 20 minutes of the game there's not going to have any energy to go all out attack on leads you know, because yeah. you, you look at it, Leeds, Leeds are the fittest team in the Premier League by a mile. But on that first half performance, if that was against Man City or Scum or freaking Liverpool, we'd have been three or four nil down. Easy. You know, and that can't, that can't be happening every game. You know, we need to be starting off on the front foot and just be at it for the, the same pace same tempo for 80, 85 minutes of the game. Because you're going to have 10, 15 minutes of the game where you're going to drop tempo and the other team will have their chance or two. But yeah. against Southampton tonight, if they were a better team, they would have, they would have gotten two or three goals. What's your take on, on, on the... on Was it a dive? If it's not a penalty, is that a dive to be a booking? What's, like, what's your take on it, mate? For me... Okay. To me, Harry, what do you think? To me, it was a yellow card because yeah. he put his leg into Urente's leg. He he was trying to win the foul. Yeah. And when you do something like that, you're deceiving the referee. Yeah. And therefore, it should be punishable by a yellow card. Now, the referee, when I was looking at the replays, he had a fantastic view. So why he had had the need to blow for the penalty, when he he was looking straight on at it, he seen the Southampton player stick his leg into Urente's leg and go over. He should have, instead of blowing and giving a penalty, he should have blown, given a free out and a yellow card. Uh, Barry, look, uh, thanks for coming on there now tonight, Barry. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, cheers, boss. No uh, worries. Thank you for having me. No bother at all, Barry. It's been no enjoyable. What are you saying for the next game, then, Barry? Where are we going? Yeah. What are you saying? Uh, well, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I don't care what the score is, as long as we beat them. Because my cousin, he's a Villa supporter, and lives <laughs> next door. Well, just around the corner from me. Fucking Richard. And uh, <laughs> we, Richard. Just, we have this rivalry going. You know yourself. So hopefully all going well. If we beat them, I can go over to his house celebrating. Well they've not got they've not got Grealish and uh 
Yeah, I, re- I reckon we'll. I reckon we'll do them, but we'll 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 talk about them on the main pod. Well, hopefully all going well. Three men might be happy with that again. Me too, mate. Sorry. Right, cheers, cheers, Barry, for coming on, mate. It's been a pleasure. Thanks a million, and, uh, We'll see you again soon. Thanks a million. Take it easy, Barry. Cheers, Bye. 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 Oh yeah, so this is Carl. <laughs> oh God, your eyes. I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm liking the top you've got on I there. Like that top. That yeah, it was nice. It was nice. All right, yeah. I've, I've gone a bit mad in lockdown. I'm trying to build up my collection again, so I've I've, I've gone a bit daft with spending money on jerseys now the last couple of months. Are they expensive to buy? Are they when they're sort not bloody? I was going to say retro. They're fucking retro, yeah. Are they? But you well, know the, the older ones. <laughs> yeah, the older ones, like yeah. yeah. And, um, <laughs> They can be a little, a little bit difficult, all right. Yeah, I like that. Like I, I bought the uh, the Tissel Hotels blue and yellow striped one today. Yeah. Uh, and that was, I think, it was only sixty five quid, like, because you know it's not going to make a mad difference in thirty or forty odd years, like. So it's kind of, you know, <laughs> it's like as long as I can, as long as it still fits me, I'm okay with that. You know? Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Um, well, to be fair, I had no idea. Um, and then a couple approached, it was Puma and Adidas. Um, and they're just, they have reps all over the place, up and down the country. I think, I think they're trying to fish out people that they think can potentially go on to have a, a, have a decent career um, out of the young boys and, and sort of select a few to, to sort of offer a, a deal to. Um, so it was just a case of that really and I, I went down the route of Adidas and it weren't, it weren't like lucrative but you obviously get free packages like your track suits and obviously anytime you want a pair of boots you can get your boots delivered to you at any time and then uh, luckily enough for me I was I had something in there which was uh, where if you play a, a first team game in Adidas boots, you get so much money if you represent your country and 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 so forth. But um, like I say, it weren't lucrative. It was just for a young boy like myself. It was, it was a bit it was a bit crazy. But um, I grabbed it with both hands. To be honest, yeah, you're dead right, man. Dead right. Like it's a, especially when you're kind of growing up in that that kind of environment. You're kind of like, geez, how do I come across a boot sponsorship? And then someone approached you, like, Jesus Christ. Two yeah. guys now, you know, Puma and Adidas. Great. Yeah, well, <laughs> to be fair, though, no, I was, I was, um, I, I could never really afford the Adidas gear or, or anything like that. I think I used to get called Two Stripe or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nah, nah. Do you remember that Adidas Two Stripe or something like yeah. that? So, uh, yeah, it was, um, it was a nice little surprise for me. Good, good. So, what would you reckon then, Si? So, first half tonight. Let's, let's, yeah. From a football perspective, from a Leeds fan perspective, it was shit, right? I, I yeah. in my opinion, from a footballing, yeah. from a from somebody you coach, uh, you know more about football than all of us put together. Um, mm. It was still shit though, wasn't it? Doing, doing I mean, nothing good in that first half. I've got a little, I've got a little theory, Ad, and uh, I might be really wide of the mark. I don't know, but. If you notice, the second half, the intensity intensity was far greater. In my opinion, it was far, far greater. 
And uh, obviously these guys work at really high levels and it's something that I've done um, in my coaching career, albeit I've only been doing it for three years or so, um, where in one half, pretty much like a boxing match, um, let's just let's just tackle's time in this half. Um, if you believe you're fitter than your opposition, then the second half would, would, would be the time to sort of put your foot on the gas a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I, I really feel that was sort of a game plan today because, like I said, in the first half, I, I couldn't see that result coming in the second half. Mm. Um, I thought I thought one of the things that I highlighted was, again, I think we struggled to, to break down the first press. Um, with, with KP not in there, it's really difficult for us. We haven't got another player that can do a similar job or is confident enough to go and do that job and get on the ball and get us ticking. Um, Pablo. So, yeah, well, apart from Pablo, that, yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> so what, what was happening uh, quite, a, quite a bit is we was having to go slightly longer um, because we were struggling to beat that first press. And Bamford, I don't think he's. I don't think his strength is holding the ball up and bringing people into play. That's not his strength. He does a lot of sacrificial stuff for the team, um, but I just don't believe that's his strength. And so the ball was coming back very, very quickly, and he was causing a lot of his own problems. Um, what I, what I, I wrote down in my notes was, we've got to be better at that. If a team's going to going to try and stop you playing. If a team's going to stop, try and stop you playing, how are we? What's our next protocol? If we can't beat their press, how are we going to get out? And I don't think we, I don't think we've done that very well tonight. And if you did, once you figure it out, once you figure it out how to beat that first press, then all of a sudden the the opposition will think, do you know what? They've got us here. We're going to maybe have to let them have the ball. Um, in their own third, the defensive third, a little mm-hmm. bit, and just back off a little bit because they keep getting out against us press, and that yeah, just didn't happen enough in the first half for me. I think you're right. I think you'll you'll see if you if you work that out, you'll see teams retreat quite quickly. You'll see that you know that that midfield that is pushing on you as a midfielder. Uh, I played centre mid, uh, uh, nowhere near the level you did, mate. But you know, but when you're when you're pushing on. You see teams push back and, and all of a sudden they just don't know what not quite what to do and then, then mistakes happen because the the, the centre midfielder that the, the centre back will always play the safe ball to he's 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 not ten yards away, he's four yards away. First twenty minutes I, I thought Southampton were, were really good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's a bit. It's a bit. Um, they should have scored after the was it first couple of minutes. Yeah, uh, set piece again. I mean yeah. it's. I'm not. I'm not a. a I don't know. I, I think it's an area that we've got to look at because you can't. You can't. You can't be the worst um, and have the worst defensive record from set pieces and court. Uh, set pieces and corners and, and still be giving away free headers like that. Um, I, I just think, for me, what I always tell my boys is that self, set pieces are self-explanatory. It, it's, it's just a case of who's got the most desire to get, on, get the head on that ball. It's as simple yes. as that. It's black and white. And if your opposition's got more heart, more desire, more bravery, 
he's going to hit that ball. And, and, and you know, whoever his mark was, I can't recall who it was. You just got to hold your hands up and say, do you know what? I, think, <laughs> I, weren't, I, good enough, I weren't good enough there, but you, it can't keep happening. It can't keep... I, I don't... I personally don't understand how, if you know that you keep conceding from set pieces, someone gets a free header like that. I just don't get it. No. See, I... Um, Simon, I... I know the one you're on about there. It was the uh, Vestergaard header. That That's kind right, of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I did I, I do the same as yourself, man. I write a few notes here and there throughout the, the game and put the minutes and all on or whatever. Well, they're professional. And I, I'm not, like, but I, I just like to, you know, when you're doing something like that, you kind of want to kind of have a bit of information as to the point you're going to make rather than just it being some random spiel that you're saying. But I, I, I like, I, 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 thought when that when at first glance in real time and he Vestergaard headed that ball I thought Jesus Christ we were awful 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 lucky there but in 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 the replay from behind the goal and from 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 the side even though it's true it that challenges him um even though he's he's quite late to the ball I feel he puts enough pressure on for that header to not be as clean as Vestergaard kind of wants. And I yeah. know what you're saying. We, we have been very poor at, at set pieces and corners and, and free kicks and stuff. And I think that that particular incident there, I think we we just need to be that little bit half a yard quicker. Yeah. Like, yeah. like if it was half a yard quicker, he could, probably could have got a head on it where it wouldn't have gone out wide and being as close it probably would have gone out and, and gone for a throw in or something you know yeah but yeah I, I think it's just that half a yard we're missing from set pieces that that that's causing us the problem yeah look it, it's it's not easy to do it's not mm. defending corners and, and uh set piece are really difficult especially when you've got big he was a big he's a big boy i can't yeah his name sorry Vestigard, um, he's Vestigard, he's about six right. six or something like yeah, that. He's, he's, a he's big, even big taller boy. than Cooper, like. Yeah, so it, it, look, it's it, it's it's not an easy thing to do, um, and it requires so much work on the training pitch, just repetitive stuff, you know. Um, mm. But um, like I say, there's always going to be always going to be times where you you give free headers away here and there. But for me, it was just disappointing to see so early on in the game, uh, yeah. given the record that we've currently got, you know. Yep. I, I, I shit myself when he, he gave that free kick, if I'm being perfectly honest, regardless of whether it's in an area where Ward Prowse can strike directly at goal or whether he can put a dead ball into the into the box. It's dangerous. I can't even imagine what it was like for you to celebrate a goal with Paducah and Baca and Radaby and all them at a hybrid, man. That just must have blown your fucking mind. Like. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I uh, back at them. I do. I look back at that. That's do you know what that particular game because it was it was quite a big game. Yeah. And, uh, to be honest, to be honest, like um, you, when you're a sub, <laughs> this is going to say awful. But <laughs> when you're a sub, you know if you've got a chance to get in on or not. Well, this was my mentality anyway. So if you haven't if you haven't really got a chance to get in on, you don't really want to go warm up. <laughs> you know what mm. I mean? Like you'd rather yeah. just sit and watch the game. So I'm, I was just, I can remember I was just um, watching the game, really enjoying it because it was, it was quite exciting. So when I got the call to go warm up, I was like, fuck's sake, man. It's a point you missed. And then before I knew it, 
fucking, I was getting called over and I absolutely yeah. shit myself. So, did you proper like my I belly did, I was going light? My belly it, was going for sure. Yeah, you didn't need to go for a whiz beforehand, <laughs> but then straight away you're like, shit, I need to go to the yeah. toilet. <laughs> Can you give Start me two seconds before I go yeah, on? Like, stretching as quick as I could, no. <laughs> That must have been some buzz, man. Jesus yeah. Christ. Who, like... who did you replace on that? On that? I think it was Harry Kuehl, wasn't it? Harry Kuehl, yeah. Oh, he got that dinger just inside the, the 46 minute or something, wasn't it? Yeah. What a yeah. finish that was. Unreal, like, wasn't it? Jeez. And he'd seeming from way Fine. out. Like, he was outside Fine. the box and all like Thank you for joining us for Barady and Cook. Thanks also to Sean, Barry, Stats and Simon for being guests of the show and to Adam and Kyle, your All to Know Better podcast regulars. We'll see you again soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Thank you for listening to another Auto Know Better podcast, the Independent Legion United podcast. You can engage with us via our socials on YouTube and Twitter at the address at Auto Know Better with your thoughts on the show or subjects you'd like us to discuss. You can even join us live and have your say while we're recording on our YouTube channel for the main weekly show and the Barati and Coke after match podcasts. With three years worth of content you can listen back to, from interviews with former Leeds players and managers to Hollywood stars. Maybe choose carefully which match reviews to check out though. Remember to subscribe on whichever app you choose to follow us on.